strong enough for love. Ökodomen's Potfic, written by Tony Owl95 and read by Literarian. Chapter 5 A Strong Effort It required a strong effort to abstract her thoughts from other interests sufficiently to attend to this, but she was rewarded for her exertions by again experiencing that employment is the surest antidote to sorrow. Anne Radcliffe, The Mysteries of Udolpho The band had been amazing. Powerful vocals and soulful riffs. As he decided in his head, as he slipped out of the venue and decided whether to hunt down a cab or run for the tube station. Hints of Led Zeppelin. He ran for the tube. Of course, if he'd hung around and encouraged the guy with the nose ring, they could have shared a cab. As he would have maybe shut his brain off for five minutes while his hair was tugged and his face was unceremoniously fucked. He'd tried. Lord, he'd tried. Two months had passed, though, and Azzy was still not over the bone-deep embarrassment he felt over that night at Tatfield Manor. Or the regret. The regret was worse. He couldn't shake the feeling that he and Crowley might have actually had something. Azzy had liked Crowley so much. And he'd fucked it up by letting his imagination run away with him. By letting Gabriel bully him and get into his head. He'd been an absolute asshole. As he pushed his hands into his pockets and wove his way through the crowd also leaving the club. A few streets on and things thinned out, giving Azzy space to move faster. Thankfully, it was still summer, but the nights were getting chillier and he'd have to start wearing a jacket soon. Azzy was moving so fast that the honking of a car horn nearly sent him tripping into the road. A pair of headlights flicked on behind him and the car horn honked again. There was no one else about, just Azzy on the deserted London back street with a lunatic in a stretch limo. What? Azzy shrugged at the dark front windscreen and prepared to run. The door was kicked open, revealing a snakeskin boot. Get in the car, Angel, said a voice like liquid chocolate. Azzy didn't move. Now, snapped Crowley's voice. Azzy got in the car, planning to text Anna just as soon as he could get his phone free of his pocket. Although he'd been expecting something like this, hoping for it, ever since he and Anna had sold their article. 
the limo seat was all black leather, of course, and it creaked as Azzy sat down. Crowley shut the door and resumed sitting opposite him. Fuck, he looked good. Still like he'd been poured into his clothes and with a smirk that was just arrogant enough to make Azzy's stomach flip. He pulled at the denim on his thighs and tried not to talk. Crowley spread his arms along the back of the seat, one boot resting on his opposite knee. Well, well, he said. If it isn't AZ Feld of rock and metal. As he knew he was blushing at the reminder. It was a good blush, though, a far cry from the one hard and heavy had given him. After they'd signed the contracts, both Azzy and Anna had celebrated for a whole weekend. She was going to scream when Azzy told her this was happening. If, of course, he survived the rest of this evening. If Crowley wanted to tear him a new one and kick him out somewhere along the hard shoulder of the M25, it was what Azzy deserved. I can explain. I think this is explanation enough. Last month's issue of Rock and Metal was tossed onto Azzy's lap. Azzy couldn't bring himself to look. It had seemed like such a good idea at the time. Anthony J. Crowley, still strong enough for love. The former Fallen Angels bassist on past lessons and future hopes. Now it just seemed selfish. A way to push himself back onto Crowley's radar when the man probably wanted to be left alone. Azzy was just thankful it wasn't on the front page. I emailed the draft to your manager before I pitched it. Crowley snorted. <laughs> yes, I saw you mention the record label. And them. What I take issue with is a man who is trying to forgive himself and change the music industry for the better who has suffered loss but found the strength in himself to try again. Gosh, did I write that? I may be paraphrasing. As I said, bees didn't object. If anything, they gave me notes that I feel greatly improved the remolding of your image as a serious owner of a record label ready to sign hot new bands for... Do I need to make you come again? Crowley growled. As he gasped. To stop the drumming. As he glanced down and flexed his tapping fingers. It was impossible to keep them entirely still with Crowley's dark lenses fixed on him. I was rather hoping... As he said quietly, that you'd let me do the honors. I did say that next time I'd like to take care of you. Is that what this article was about? Crowley whispered. 
Ozzy shook his head. I wasn't lying when I said I wanted to help you with my writing. It was about that, and an apology. I'm so sorry, Crowley, for everything I said, that I thought. Hmm. Crowley took off his shades and tossed them onto the seat. That article of yours makes me seem nice. I'm not nice. I know. I'm sorry. Are you? Crowley moved his boot from his knee. The Cuban heel thunked onto the floor. His knees spread wide. Azzy swallowed. Terribly, he whispered, hardly daring to hope. I'll do anything. I think I'd settle for you keeping your promises to me. Azzy nodded. God, he wanted to. Wanted nothing more. Well, except maybe whatever came after the blowjob. You don't think we should talk a bit first? Crowley tilted his head. We are talking. Azzy nodded. But that will stop when I... He waved his hand. Suck my cock, Crowley clarified. Azzy nodded again. Crowley watched him, a frown forming on his face. You don't want to suck my cock? Azzy closed his eyes. Lord, this was mortifying. Being a responsible adult felt awful. I do, he said slowly. Very, very much. I just think that perhaps we should discuss matters surrounding the, um... Cocksucking. Exactly. I hurt you very badly. I was foolish and fanciful, incredibly starstruck and... And I didn't make good decisions. I got terribly carried away. I promise it'll never happen again. I'm so very sorry. Crowley shrugged. It's fine. Is it? Crowley narrowed his eyes. Stop that. A smile crept onto Ozzy's face. Why? You little shit. Crowley snapped with no real malice. He looked away for a moment, teeth catching on his bottom lip. I was hurt and angry. I lashed out. I think because I liked you so much. With anyone else, I probably would have laughed it off. And like I said... People who think I killed Luke aren't entirely wrong. They are, Azzy whispered urgently. You weren't responsible for that. It was tragic and awful and you lost someone you loved very much. Crowley's feet shifted. He shrugged. 
I did mention him in the article too, I'm afraid, as he continued softly. But only the fond memories, his genius. I know, thank you. Any time. The lights flicked past outside as the car drove on. As he gripped the denim over his thighs to stop his fingers tapping. I want to try again, Crowley said. With you. As he exhaled properly for the first time since he'd sold that article. I'd like that. Yeah? Crowley's smile was heartbreakingly sweet. It vanished almost at once, though. I'm redecorating the recording studio, just so you know. How? Azzy's stomach jumped with nerves. Not because he cared about seeing it anymore, quite the opposite. The idea of being in there again made him ill. It could probably do with modernizing, as he said carefully. If you were intending to use it again. Crowley's smile returned, more sure of itself than it had been. Adam and them have been helping out. Thought we could lay down some tracks together. That sounds splendid. Yeah? Yes. They smiled at each other. Azzy's cheeks started to hurt. Crowley broke first. We done? I think so, yes. Right then. You still want to... Suck your cock? Oh God, yes, thank you. Azzy was already sliding to his knees, fingers tugging at Crowley's belt. Crowley guided his face up and kissed him, slow and deep. It made Azzy's toes curl. Then he was unbuttoning Crowley's shirt, dragging his lips over Crowley's hairless chest, the taut belly. Crowley leaned back with a sigh, parting his thighs further so Azzy could finish work on the belt, and ease his trousers down. This was what Azzy had been wanting, craving to silence the demons in his head. He took his time stroking Crowley first, feeling Crowley's length, watching his head tip back and his eyes close. It was a tease for Azzy too. After dreaming about something for so long, now that it was in his grasp, so to speak, he wanted to draw out the anticipation. He was only human, though, and Crowley was an absolute feast. Temptation couldn't be resisted forever, and, oh, the first stretch of his lips, the familiar movements were so wonderfully peaceful. Azzy took Crowley as deep as was comfortable, keeping his hand on the length he couldn't swallow. 
He was good at this. He knew he was and knew just how to use his tongue ring. Crowley hissed and pushed his fingers into Azzy's hair. A hum of approval encouraged Crowley to tug a bit to start using Azzy as he wanted. Azzy's own cock pushed against his jeans, a pleasant ache that complemented the one in his jaw. A perfect, blissful moment. Crowley's breath grew ragged, the movement of his hips more insistent. Azzy relaxed as Crowley took control. He held onto Crowley's legs, caressing them as the muscles tightened as Crowley came with a growl before flopping back on the leather. Azzy pulled back slowly, carefully swallowing. Then he waited until Crowley cracked open an eye and looked down at him. Azzy shifted his knees apart, making the bulge in his trousers obvious. Come here. Crowley helped Azzy up so he was straddling one of Crowley's lean thighs. What do you need? Kiss me again. Crowley obliged beautifully parting Azzy's lips with his tongue and sliding his hands beneath Azzy's tea and over his skin. Azzy's own hand roamed, taking in as much of Crowley as he could, eager and hungry. His hips rolled against Crowley's thigh, and really, that was all he would need. The blowjob had left him keyed up and leaking. Azzy knew how to get himself off, and Crowley was a delicious inspiration. With a groan, he pressed closer, rutting shamelessly. Crowley, bless him, found Azzy's nipple ring and a playful tweak, accompanied by one of Crowley's amused huffs, spun Azzy into freefall. Hashtag celebrity limo sex, he gasped as he came. Crowley burst out laughing, which made Ozzy laugh while breathing was already a challenge. He ended up bent over, a sticky, uncomfortable mess while Crowley slapped his back. A can of Coke was brought from the minibar. Azzy accepted gratefully. Don't suppose you have spare pants in there too? Afraid not. I'd just take them off. I might have to. Crowley, where are we going? Thought I'd carry you off back to Oxfordshire. You know, like a suitable gothic rogue. Maybe lock you in a tower. I have work tomorrow. Azzy made sure to sound scandalized while wondering if he could pull a sickie and if Anna would believe him. Unfortunately, Crowley would need some training to properly take a hint. He slid his glasses back on. Another time then.
he said. Give the driver your address and we can take you home. Thank you. At least home would get him out of his pants quicker. A shame to let a good idea go to waste, though. I'm free for abduction next weekend. Perfect. I'll schedule it in. Crowley grinned. Perfect. As he would see if Anna would lend him one of her more voluminous nightgowns. The End Overexcited and bouncy as the tension in the arena built, as he flew on the anticipation of a whole crowd roaring at an empty stage. I'm seeing Depeche Mode twice this year, once in London and once in Berlin, where I'll specially fly just to see them. And I'm so looking forward to exactly that feeling. Yes. Anyway. He spent so much of his life in anxious knots, feeling like he couldn't quite understand the same rules as everyone else. Hello, neurodivergent Azzy. Gabriel stepped forward and took the nervously bouncing pen from Azzy's fingers and tucked it in the waistband of his jeans. That is fucking intrusive. Waistband of his jeans, you don't want a pencil in there, it pokes. The station house looked boarded up and there was nothing for miles in either direction but trees, sky and train track. Then why is there a station? It's not how British stations work. It was like being sized up by a very lazy hawk. Have you ever actually been sized up by a hawk? I learned falconry last year and had a hawk on my arm. Fucking heavy, but gorgeous. So, so gorgeous. Anyway, where was I? Either. Either. The barely veiled irritation in Anna's voice could have smote civilizations. How do you put that into a single word? Either. 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 Buckle! The Bentley has buckles. Doesn't usually. <laughs> Too late, Aziraphel realized there were no seat belts. The towering, vaulted ceiling and the narrow arched windows gave the appearance of a church. Sounded like a church too. The acoustics were perfect. That reminds me very much of the library of Lincoln College in Oxford, which is built into an old church. And it's beautiful. But you have to be really hushed because otherwise everything is heard everywhere. When Crowley finally... When Crony... Crony? As he pushed his hands into his pockets and wove his way through the crowd, also leaving the club. Ah, oh, ich glaube, ich sollte eine Pause machen. <laughs>